Hey, y'all. It's me, Jess Bubbico, and I am excited to be here with you on the Waking Up with Jess podcast. Each week, I'll invite you to wake up to your inner knowingness, get creative, and march to the beat of your own drum in your business and life. We'll dive into different subject areas from business to health to work, relationships, and beyond. On the podcast, we'll get raw, honest, and real, keeping it a little bit personal, a little bit educational, and most importantly, we're going to have a lot of fun. Each episode, you'll feel like you're sitting down at a coffee shop having an intimate conversation with a few of your best friends. Join me each week as I act as your confidant and friend who loves the heck out of you and wants to see you shine. Come along and wake up with a cup of Jess. Hey, everybody. I am super excited to be here on the podcast with you today. I have a dear friend who is going to be a semi-regular in 2023. Um, Her name is Felicia Bender. She is one of the most listened to podcasts on this podcast. So I decided let's bring her back next year and have some fun. So she is the practical numerologist, and she is going to be talking about all things life path numbers, personal year numbers, and she's going to explain to you exactly what that means in just a little bit. So Felicia, thanks for being here. Thank you. I'm so excited because this is going to be the perfect year for bridging this into doing, doing kind of a monthly, right? Because, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't want to do a spoiler alert, but it is our universal year is really drawing all of us collectively into a bit more of this uh, soul searching, um, that kind of seeking element. And so what a perfect way to, to kind of plan, plan for it for uh, 2023. I am very excited about that. And I feel like what we should start and kick off with is the basic question of what is numerology? Oh, that's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) Just for anybody who's not familiar with it. Let's start there because (laughs) it's so funny. I don't know if I've said this to you before, Jess, and yet sometimes people will ask me what I do and I will say I'm a numerologist and they will uh, mistakenly think that I say I'm a neurologist and then they'll start talking about brain tumors and things with me. (laughs) Um, So, and I'm like, wait, 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 no, no, no. Uh, So numerology and it's, it's also not math-based, basically. And I want to bring that up because so many people are numerology phobic because they think it's just all math, right? And it's, uh, it's not, it's numbers and numbers are a language, uh, basically. So it's very easy math that you get to do in numerology. And yet I like to, to, you know, talk about numerology insofar as there are different numerologies. The kind I practice comes from Pythagoras, I don't know if you were paying attention in math class, but he, uh, from hence comes the Pythagorean theorem of geometry and all kinds of other things. He was a mathematician. He was uh, into music, into astronomy and astrology, all kinds of things. Would have been a kind of fun guy to have on your uh, podcast, actually. Totally. Or to go out for a cup of coffee with him and pick yeah. his brain. 
Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, uh, Greek in the 500s BC ish, you know, around there, that's really all you need to know. But um, basically, he posits this idea that numbers carry with them, uh, not only a quantitative value, right, that we can count with one apple, two apples, and so on gives you an idea of how many. Uh, he, he takes it a step further and says that numbers carry with them data. They carry frequency, code. It's a vibration, right? And so in some ways, we have to willingly suspend our disbelief on this, that it's operational, whether we know it or not, right? And yet, what I will say is that um, it is kind of like cell phone reception or gravity. It's, it's happening whether we know it or not or believe in it or not. And the cool thing is, it's kind of like Morse code, right? Like I said, it's a language. So if it exists, so in our technological world, we can kind of, I don't know, go there. We can go, oh yeah, what is the cloud, right? Where is all that stuff? What, how do we get, I mean, think about cell phone reception. We use numbers, we use a digit to mm -hmm. identify us and to somehow over the airwaves, that digit comes to us individually. Yeah. It's kind of How freaky. are we doing this right now? I'm not, I don't know. I don't know. So, mm -hmm. uh, so with that said, what I like, you can use it for all kinds of things. And yet it really opens up this wonderful uh, conversation with ourselves and dialogue about, about meaning and about all kinds of things. And what I like to use it for is to look at all of us uh, individually, because it really does uh, point to a pathway and a framework and a blueprint for why we checked in <laughs> to, uh, to this lifetime and uh, gives us a really good idea about, uh, we have cycles of time that we can identify, we can have personality characteristics, traits, uh, we have the, the optimal elements and the challenges to those, the opposing forces. And how we get to that is by uh, doing calculations that have to do with your full name, as it is, uh, as it appears on your birth certificate, and also your date of birth. So we we use those two things, and uh, we can really formulate an entire chart for all of us, and uh, give us really really solid detailed information about what we're doing and why we're doing it. Beautiful. Let's talk about the life path number first and teach people how to calculate the life path number. So what is it? How do you calculate it? So the life path number also, I I'm the, I'm the practical numerologist after all. So I do like to bring up on occasion that there are different schools of thought about how, you know, in everything, right. Astrology, even in, you know, me medical, you know, you go to three doctors, <laughs> for the same thing. And you'll get three different diagnoses and three different, you know, three different remedies or something like that. So I always like to point that out as well. So really it comes down to what resonates with you um, when we do this. So with that said, uh, the life path, uh, it also can be called the birth path. There are different names for this sort of thing as well, but I call it the life path. It really is like knowing your sun sign in astrology. So if you're only going to know one number in your entire numerological uh, chart, it would be this one, just like, you know, even people who don't 
oh, they don't believe in astrology at all, right? But they know what they they know what their horoscope might be in the newspaper. They know if they're a Sagittarius or a Aquarius or whatever. So it's it's very much like knowing that number. It points to what we checked in to do, um, and because of that, it's going to pose some more significant challenges and stumbling blocks within the the within the directives of the the key features and the key themes right and we and that'll make more sense as we talk about as we talk about each number very briefly and kind of give you an overview of what they bring uh, with it but a sidebar as well if you are numerology curious it's one of those things once you start you know once you once you get into it you start really getting into it you really realize that you uh every time a number shows up you can apply when you know the basic defining qualities of each of the numbers, you can begin to apply it whenever it shows up. And I'll guarantee that people out there uh, you know, who are listening have more than likely have seen repeating number patterns, right? Those sorts of things that also, so when we talk about this, it's good to kind of keep that in mind that you're like, oh, um, you know, if I'm a one life path and I keep seeing 1111, or I see one, 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 or whatever, what does that, and it does have some significance and it does have messaging that comes with it. And it becomes pretty exciting to live life when you get to experience the, the magic of that, right? It's really cool. Yes. So, so with that said, uh, the life path number, let's, uh, it is based on your date of birth, your full date of birth. Um, so it doesn't change, unlike some of the other numbers in numerology that are based on your name. So we, we uh, derive a numeric value for each of the letters. Um, and yet this is stable. So if you change your name, your vibe changes, right, uh, with, with, in, in that context. So I've gotten your permission to use your birth date as, uh, as our example. So we are going to uh, look at March the 22nd, 1989. Once again, there are different ways to add. I'm going to tell you the way that I prefer to do it. And that is by adding the month plus the day plus the year. In numerology, we are always reducing to a one digit number. And so here is what I mean by that. March is the third month. So it's a number three. So you would write down three. So you're born, you kind of put a, put a little sticky wicket into it because <laughs> you, you are, of course I did just that kind of, kind of person. Uh, <laughs> so the 22nd is considered a master number in numerology. So what does that mean? So the master numbers are the repeating numbers, 11, 22, 33, they can go on from there, but the 11, 22, and 33 are the ones that we're mostly going to engage with within a numerology chart. And yet in this context, some numerologists will say we do not reduce that number in, in this, uh, in this uh, calculation. And some would say we do. So if we did, it would be two plus two equals four. If we didn't, we would leave it as a 22. Okay, and we'll, we'll uh, tell you why that might make a difference in just a moment. So now we're going to do the hard math. Okay, we're going to do 1989. That's one plus nine plus eight plus nine. So that's one plus nine is 10 plus eight is 18. And that's 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27. 
if we add nine to it, and two plus seven equals nine. Now we're going to take those three numbers and add them together. So we take three plus, let's just do the reduced uh, number at this point, four plus nine, and that equals 16, and one plus six equals seven. Now, if you did, if you use the 22, your, your double digit number would be 34 before you get to the seven. And so we could talk later, that's a little more of an advanced level of thinking. And so we could talk about that maybe another time, but the three and the four has a different resonance and a different, you know, splash to it uh, than the 16 does for the seven. But we're, what we're, but in this context, you are a seven life path. Okay. Amazing. So I think you have on your website also a calculator, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay. We will put that in the notes as well, just in the event that anybody's like, just because Felicia was also counting on her fingers. I know no one can see you, but I'm going to call you out on counting on your fingers. Oh, because I always count. I have fingers. to too. I know. I'm like, I'm like a <laughs> second, first grader. I'm like one, two. two. So yeah. And, and always- I just recommend. I was going to say, I recommend like calculating it a few times and going over your math because I have, I've done it for friends before. I'm like, you're like a two. They're like, that doesn't resonate with me. And then I do it again. I'm like, no, you're a four. Sorry. (laughs) Right. Or, and I always say jokingly, but not jokingly, it's kind of like carpentry. You need to measure twice, cut once. Right. So, and with numerology, if you are off one number, you are really, really off. So uh, I'm glad you brought that up. Please do the math at least three times just to make sure. Yeah. And then go to Felicia's website and, and just double check your math a yeah. third to fifth time. So, <laughs> exactly. um, so I just want to say for anybody who's really curious about their life path number, Felicia and I did a full podcast that will also link below where we went through all of the life path numbers. So you can go and listen to that and get some of that basic information. I also recommend following Felicia because my, at least my best friend every month sends me hers from you. And she's like, how does she know every time? Like she's so correct. And I'll actually go back through Felicia has like reports on her website. We'll put that in the notes too. Um, I have my report and I always go back after the month and I read it and it'll say something, just something in there. That's like, you're going to meet someone interesting between the 13th and the 19th. And I'm like, whoa, I met somebody on the 15th and like, or like a romantic something. I'm like, how, like what, how, how do the numbers know? So I 10 out of 10 recommend getting your report, go back and listen. And that is for the life path number. What we're going to be talking about next is about your personal year number. So you have a life path number, and then every year you get assigned from the God's a personal year number. So let's talk about what that is. Absolutely. Okay. I love talking about the personal year number because really it is to me, it is knowing the theme to your party, baby. I mean, it really is because um, it is in numerology. We believe that we go through nine year cycles throughout our lives from birth to death. And um, 
if we know the theme, if we know what's supporting us during that year, it's so much more likely that we can make use of it, right? That we can actually optimize our experience and be more successful when we know what's being supported and also what the caveats might be, what the challenges might be, what's not being supported and uh, that sort of thing. So with that said, this is a very easy calculation uh, in your, in with using your date still as an example what you what you uh how you calculate the personal year is by taking the month of your birth the day of your birth uh put the year of your birth in the in the side corner in the corner pocket for a moment and then use the current year now if you want to know your life your uh personal year number from 20 2005 use 2005 and you'll know what it was then, but usually we're much more concerned about today <laughs> or the, this year or the upcoming year. So let's, uh, let's put 2022 here. And so once again, we'll add it pretty much the same way that we did with the life path, three plus 22 plus uh, two plus zero plus two plus two equals six. So in this context, we'll use the 22, 23, 24, 25. 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, and three plus one equals four. This has been a four personal year for you, my friend, and you're still smiling. It sure has. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So why don't we start there and just very briefly say that, um, you know, the, the, uh, the personal year for, for, for Jess has been a very hardworking, very serious crunch time. And it really, the four is all about setting foundations and really getting your, you know, what together. Uh, it's about really reviewing uh, your life's business plan, your mission statement. It's more serious and it's uh, full of uh, kind of um, limiting situations sometimes and conditions that kind of you have to really push through and be really dedicated uh, to get to the other side. And yet the beauty of it is what you put into place this year is serving as this incredible foundation for the rest of the year that you're going to be able to build on that for the rest of the year, right? Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I, I read when I read the 20 or the, the for personal year initially, I was like, oh, so things are going to go more slowly. And it's really interesting because this has been a year of setting foundations for me, slowing down a lot. Mm -hmm. But the interesting thing is I feel like from a work perspective, just this month, there's a lot that's getting deeply solidified. And I don't know if it's because we're moving out of, I'm moving out of this year. So it's like, okay, let's get everything set. Um, but I do feel like things have been more, I don't know if I want to say stabilized this year. They just feel like they've been, it's been slower. It's been slower moving. Mm -hmm. It's been hard working. It's been pulling up a lot from the inside out. So I yeah. definitely resonate with that for sure. Yeah. And the four I will often observe as well, bring as a, as a personal year brings up old ancestral family childhood whatever gook 
um, I would say wounds, trauma, however you would like to, uh, to perceive that, brings it up for review. And the point being is to do something with it, is to actually um, transmute it, to, do, to, to deal with it differently. So old family stuff can come up. And it can be a time where you really are getting more serious about, about your financial life, about your, your, uh, where you live, where you feel at home. Um, about your home base in that way. Where is your root system? How does that show up for you? So, um, and it's it's a, a very hard working, it's one of those years where you have, you know, metaphorically or even literally your punch list and you take those five things off your punch list, but, but eight more come to take its place. So every time you really are making some headway, it just, there's just more of it piling on. And there's this just intensity underneath it that this is important stuff that's just got to get into place, right? Yeah, totally. I resonate with that deeply. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And now, though, when you've been doing it and, and getting it done, you're really getting ready for a very catalytic year coming up because now 2023, you're bridging into the five personal year, which the, the, the thematic here is freedom super sexy. Mm -hmm. It's going to be like, you just been spraying y'all self with hormones and, and <laughs> pheromones and all kinds of things. And all the moans, all the moans, <laughs> hopefully, you know, and uh, I, I don't want to be out of line there, but it is, it is a year where it's people are like, Oh my God, I don't know what's happened, but I Stella you know, got her groove back, but yeah, it's Jess. People, yeah. But it's Jess got her groove back. People are hit, you know, you have people hitting on you in the produce section for goodness sake, you know, <laughs> and uh, it's that, but it's a great time for travel. It's a great time for anything adventurous to really, really, it's a time where you feel like you're kind of on a roller coaster and the meteor shower is coming at you, new people, new experiences, new stuff. And it's really meant to shake your tree, you know, to shake out what isn't really working anymore. And um, the, the issue is about focus <laughs> and, uh, you know, experimenting, experiencing. And, and then at the end of the day, around September is really when it starts to kind of wind down where you go, yeah, you know, no, that's not going to work. No. Uh, that relationship, don't think so, uh, this or that, you know, uh, sort of thing. And it starts to take a different turn where you settle in. And usually there's some pretty dramatic change that happens uh, in at, at the end of that five personal year. But in the meantime, have some fun, right? Yeah, I'm mm -hmm. into it. Okay, mm -hmm. well, let's check back in in uh, September, October of next year. We'll see what happens. We shall. <laughs> so how do the good people uh, go in and do their personally calculate their personal? Well, you already told us how to calculate it. So I guess let's, should we go over like how to keep up with it each month or? I think it's, I think it's more useful to just, uh, let's go through a very brief moment of, of what the defining characteristics might be for each of the, for each of the um, personal years. And by the way, you, there is in the personal year forecast on the website, there is a calculator there. 
Yay. Amazing. <laughs> we love, thank you for making this easy for us. Yes. We love calculators when they, uh, when they're there. So basically if we just do a very brief overview, the one personal year is just what it sounds like. It is the, it is a new beginning. It is the beginning of a brand new cycle, uh, new beginnings. It's going to test your independence. Uh, you're in, you know, really forging a, a new chapter in your life. And it's a time where you're really planting seeds that you want to see grow, blossom and mature in the next, in this next nine year cycle. Right. And just to, to say as well, let's kind of go, go back to the future. Let's go, let's move back and then move back forward because in the eight personal year, you begin this three year transition cycle that lands you in the one. Okay. So eight, 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 nine, one is a very significant transition. So the one is new starts. The two is meant to give you a little break <laughs> after those three years, right? That are pretty grueling. And it's more about um, patience building. It's more about gestation and kind of being there to tend to what you planted the year before, so to speak. And it's a time to really focus on your relationship life, your emotional development and uh, sensitivity, all of that. And then you move into the three and there's no hard start and hard stop with any of this. We're always bridging. It's like the, the thread to a tapestry, right? We're bringing that thread and informing the next, the next stage and the next layer uh, with, with that during the cycle. So uh, the two bridges you into the three, which is all about communication uh, creativity, emotional sensitivity. It's a very creation oriented year. So if you are a creator, it's a time where you're creating content, where you're doing, you know, you're auditioning, getting the role, where you're doing your album, where you're building your course, where you're writing your book, all of those things. And on, and, and on the other side of that, it's where you're really being asked to uh, face some trauma. <laughs> uh, it can have some emotional highs and lows, bring that stuff up, but it's really, really uh, earmarked as a year of self-improvement uh, overall. Then you go into that four, right? Which is you know, what you've been <laughs> wading in and it's much more serious. Usually you're taking some of those creative projects from the three, moving them into implementation in the four personal year. And, you know, we did talk about that four about, you know, building systems, getting down and dirty with what you, where you really want to be and, and how you want to do it and doing the hard work that it's going to take to get you there. Then the five freedom adventure. Uh, it can be the year of excess. It can be the year where you wake up at the, at the beginning of the next year and like, go, what the, what just happened? It's like one big hangover. WTF. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. So you have to kind of rein it in, but you, but you also have to face some fears during a five personal year and be kind of, uh, give it to you on a silver platter, uh, whatever those fears are and that you can use as real breakthroughs during a five personal year. Then after all of that sensuousness, you get to kind of, again, in the sit, you move into the six, which is more about responsibility, home, family. Um, you know, kind of that dutiful service. It's really a time uh, in numerology, the six is known as the marriage and divorce number. 
And so it's a very relationship centric year, I find where you're really evaluating your relationship with yourself and uh, with everyone around you. Then you move into a seven, which is navel gazing time. <laughs> After you've been all about everyone else, then you get your downtime, you get your soul seeking time, you get your, uh, your um, introspective time. It's a time for planning, for organizing, for learning, for knowledge gathering, not for do, do, doing. It really, you have to wait for the next year. This is really a time, I love the, the um, there's a numerologist named uh, Dr. Juno Jordan, and she has kind of this Yoda statement about the seven personal year that I love because it's so simple and yet so like, ooh, wow. And she says that the seven personal year is uh, the time to develop the right state of mind. Hmm. Love that. Ah, so, and you're a seven. So you really connect with that because that's something that you're doing lifelong. Uh, all the time. <laughs> all the time. Every 24, day. seven. Yeah. 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 And it can be a kind of shadow period also where our, you know, we're digging, we're, we're peeling our onion or we're attempting to avoid that in the seven. So it can go either way. Then you bridge that into the eight, all about money, power, it's control, authority, finances, all of these things where you're being kicked into uh, to this three-year transition cycle. And it's like boot camp in an eight personal year, really kicking you into gear and saying, okay, you serious? You know, you, you got to take yourself seriously. If you want more money, you got to do it. You know, it's not going to, it's not going to take any victim-y whining <laughs> during a, yeah. during an eight personal year. And then moving into the nine, it's about letting go transitions. I love to look at it as a commencement. It's graduation. It can be bittersweet. Things fall away. Uh, you're really uh, moving things out in order to make room for the new vital uh, chapter or segment of life that starts in that one personal year. All right, let's take a quick little pause. So I'm wondering if you've booked an activation session with me yet. I offer a purpose activation session, a prosperity activation session, and a messaging activation session. During a purpose activation session, we're going to dive into that age-old question around what your purpose is through the lens of the Gene Keys activation sequence, as well as different elements of your human design profile. This is great for entrepreneurs and non-entrepreneurs alike. If you are wanting to dive deeper into your personal prosperity code, how am I designed to create prosperity in a way that is effortless in my business, my life, or my career? This is a really great session for you as well. We dive into the ways that you're designed to create prosperity. What are your sort of elements that work within your design and your Gene Keys profile to inform the work that you're really here to do and contribute to the world? And then the messaging activation session. This is really great for entrepreneurs diving into how to create your messaging in alignment with your design so that you can have a message that really resonates with your audience and is a magnetic. So if you're interested in deep diving with me into any of these areas of your gene keys and human design, you're going to want to head over to loveyourwoo.com slash work dash with dash Jess. And that will be linked 
in the show notes below. So I'm excited to connect with you. These are some of my absolute favorite sessions. And I think people get a ton out of them because they are rich, deep, loaded with information and give you a lot to think about, consider and play with in your life. So again, you can head over to loveyourwoo.com slash work dash with dash Jess. And you can peek in the show notes as well to find that link again. It's as you're talking, I just keep thinking about how um, I was doing a my Substack newsletter today for the Gene Key 43. And in the Gene Key 43, they talk about, um, he talks about how as human beings, we're always searching for certainty. And so we try to like climb the ladder or like do things so we know that we'll make more money or we know that this will happen or that will happen. Like we're always looking for that sense of certainty and it makes us tune out our inner voice. And it's just making me think about, and the the whole gift in it is actually about unleashing your inner rebel, your inner creative rebel and moving with what your inner voice is saying. And so as you're talking, I'm just thinking about, first of all, how as human beings, we're always changing and evolving and growing and how just each year it flows effortlessly from one theme to the next theme. And that these are really common themes that we see throughout even an astrological wheel, right? And these things that no matter what system you use, whether it's human design, the gene keys, numerology, astrology, these themes that show up that say life never stays the same, like life always changes. And just reflecting back as you were talking about that eight, nine, one year, that was my Saturn return and I was blowing my life up and everybody's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know, but I just, I have to. And, you know, it didn't have to be as dramatic probably as it was, but you know, here we are and that's okay. Maybe it did. Um, but, you know, even just reflecting back, like last year I created Love Your Woo and it was such a fun creative project. And this year has been all about like, okay, like now now that the creativity is out, what exactly, how do I want to ground this in? What do I want to do with it? You know, what does this look like? So I love what you're saying because I, I, I think that it's important to keep in mind as we think about these numbers that, that humans search for certainty and clinging or trying to figure out, or even using a system like human design or numerology to feel more in control. It's like, these systems are really here to be self-reflective and remind us of the fact that nothing ever stays the same. And if we can harness that energy, like next year, we'll talk about this in a moment, but as you said, like next year is a, as a seven universal year for everyone, you know, we've been in a six universal year this year. I can't tell you how many people I know where I'm like, everyone's relationships are falling apart or they're meeting the love of their life. Like, like you said, that six year. And so I think it can really help us to see that beyond the things that we grasp for, for certainty, control, et cetera, there's a much bigger story that's playing out um, collectively and that we each play a different role in it. So. Absolutely. And what I love about this is it's not a, a crystal ball. It's not um, prescriptive. It's not any of that. What it is to me and what it has served me in my life, and I see it serving others in the same way, it's simply a, a wonderful framework 
because I think we work better. It's not that it's certainty <laughs> because at this point in my personal life, it's like control certainty. That is just, that is so, I mean, it's laughable, right? That any of us think uh, that that is, is uh, something that is real. Um, and I would love to, to comment on what you said as well, because I feel as though many times people think that every year is the same year right? It's like, I'm just, you know, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to this, I'm going to that. It's just, you know, it's a new year. It's a new year. And they don't think of it in terms of that the year is a, has a personality. It's your, it's your friend. It's your, you know, it's, it's, it, it's, it's, it's your support, you know, it's, it's your biggest cheerleader and support system. And it's your environment that you're in. And it's a very different environment. And I think where the trouble begins is when we think it's supposed to be the same. And then we get so freaking frustrated because we're like, what happened? I, this happened, this, you know, I did the same thing last year <laughs> and ah. I got a raise or I did, you know, whatever, why is it different now? And I think the beauty of it is exactly what you're saying is there is nothing that's static. I mean, if anything is static, it is dying. I mean, totally. <laughs> you are either changing and growing or you are atrophying and dying. There are, there is yeah. no middle ground. Totally. Or yeah. you're always being rebirthed into something new because even when you die, you get birthed into the spirit world, right? Yeah. So life is a continual rebirthing process. Indeed. And if yes. we could just have some fun along the way, <laughs> right? I mean, just kind of enjoy that, that the, I think that the other thing about being a numerologist that I see again and again is often people want to know what it is. What is my purpose? And they want it to be like, my purpose is to be a pro football player, right? My purpose is to be a, you know, an award-winning author you know, whatever that is. And I think the beauty of the, all of these modalities is that it really shifts the perspective and shifts that lens over into the it, into, into what is it about being, let's use the pro football player as an example. Let's just say that you do want to be a pro football player and by every stretch of, of defying all odds, you become one and you win three Super Bowl bowls or whatever. When do you retire? Like when you're what, 36, maybe yeah. if you don't have injuries or, or whatever, are you done? Yeah. Is your purpose over? You've achieved it. It's all you've been, ever wanted to do. And the way that I love to look at that is what is the feeling that you want? What is the feeling that you get from being a pro football player? Well, I like, I like the competition. I like achieving. I like da, 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 da. You can kind of go down the list and then you can go, okay, because we both know, Jess, that they're the child stars, you know, the horror stories with that, the athletes that, that are injured or get burned out and they lose their way, right? They, uh, they just, they lose their identity. They lose their sense of purpose. And so the way that this informs it to me is you, you pick out those things. What's the feeling? What is this that you want? And you can apply that to virtually almost anything. Yeah. Right. I love that. Totally. And I, I think too, about, you know, just knowing that I'm a seven as an example, it's like, 
it gives me this deep permission to be like, I love esoteric wisdom. I also love science. You know, I'm, I, I, it, there's this essence of like, I don't have to find the thing because it's the thing. And if we continue to go with that idea of everything's always changing, blooming, evolving and rebirthing, it's like, I can, I, I don't have to be stuck into any one thing either. I can always change and grow. And I think um, I actually had some conversations today with some, some people who have done outstandingly well in their career and, and, you know, kind of climb the ladder going, oh my gosh, like I have to change if I want to keep my relationship or have, you know, it, you know, when we're just constantly searching and I'm not saying money's a bad thing. I think money is beautiful. I think if we can make a lot of money and have a great career that we love or we, you know, want to pursue, hell yeah, let's bring the two of them together. But I think we're so trained from the day we're five going probably earlier. What do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to be? And that becomes this standard that I think at least, you know, I remember as a kid always gave me some level of anxiety looking for that should from a career perspective. So I hope that, you know, a lot of people here study human design. They study the gene keys. They study all these different, these different modalities. And I hope that numerology gives another layer and level to understanding um, yourself and your greater purpose within the the world stage, both from a what do you what do you do? What do you do for work? And a and a who do you be in the world? Mm-hmm. And and as a seven, and you can you can kind of cast this net onto other <laughs> other aspects as well. And yet sevens in particular, in my experience, your thing is actually the pursuit of your thing. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm Great. serious yeah. because it is the pursuit of it. It is the questioning. The, the seven is the seeker, yeah. you know, the analyst, the seeker. You're never going to be satisfied with the answer because you, you on the highest evolutionary level know that there is no answer. Yeah. Even though the pursuit of it is part of your pathway. It's a, it's a knowing thyself lifetime. It's asking the bigger questions. It's, it's seeking that it's experiencing that it's, it's, you know, it's poking around uh, with it and then using what comes to you and discarding what doesn't. And so that's, that's the process. Totally. So, So the thing is actually the seeking of the thing. Which feels a, true. A Do beautiful people, irony. When people have, um, I'm going to ask this question, then I want to talk about the universal year and what that means. When, if you have, if you're like, you're a life path three, right? Yes. So when you're a life path three and you're having a personal year, that's a three, does it just feel like cozy and at home? Not really. <laughs> Um, Absolutely it, not. <laughs> uh, it can. Um, let me, that's a great uh, point to bring up because I do talk about that quite a bit. When you are experiencing a personal year that is the same as your life path number. And as you get, uh, as you dig more deeply into numerology, I would extend that into if it also 
is the same as one of your other numbers. It can give you a special kind of tweaking <laughs> during that time. And yet let's stick with the life path number um, because if, if I'm a three life path, which I am, and I'm experiencing a three personal year, yes, I am in my zone. And yet I'm in my zone in terms of I've got an, you know, double the pleasure and double the challenges. So whatever I'm working on as a three during that year is going to be super under the microscope and super intensified. So let's say as a three, I have trouble with depression. I'm going to really be working with that even more intensively during a three personal year. I'm going to be, and the, the, the door opening for that or the opportunity there is to, is to dig into um, the trauma, to get help, to yeah. do some therapy, get some energy work, do whatever you need to do rather than ignore it and laugh it off which is often what happens with three. And so, and maybe I'm a, maybe I'm a three who's done that. Maybe I'm a three, you know, a three in their twenties is going to be different than a three in their forties or seventies. And so maybe a three in their sixties has kind of been there and done that and really optimized it. That is a glorious year for their, for their creative projects, for really expressing themselves on this, in this beautiful way. I mean, it's, it can be this incredibly um, dynamic and empowering time when you're aligning with it, right? But it yes. will bring up uh, the positives and it will, you know, rub your nose in the challenges. And, totally. but, but what I mean by that is it gives you truly the opportunity to work them, you know, to really, to really work with them and to uh, turn those, those challenges into strengths. Amazing. I, and I love how you use the word opportunity, right? Cause we just get to see as everything, everything as an opportunity to transmute, change, grow, et cetera, mm -hmm. even if it's a challenge. So, okay. And take responsibility for ourselves. I mean, that's kind of the bottom line, right? We can Amen. all say all this stuff happened to me. You're like, yeah, now what? And yeah. And totally. Yeah. Let's go into the universal year. So give a, maybe a brief overview. And then I know we've talked a bunch about the seven, so people should have a pretty good idea, but if you want to share any other themes, we can go into that. Oh, absolutely. So the universal year. So the personal year is what you personally are experiencing on that uh, yearly, um, the year to year. Just to also briefly, I don't want to complicate it, but there are many people who and people who may be listening who are numerology um, fans or practicing numerologists. There are two different uh, modes of thought, schools of thought about the personal year. I feel that it starts on January 1st, ends on December 31st of any given year, and intensifies around your birthday and has a kind of peak experience in September. Some numerologists believe that it goes from birthday to birthday. Very different experience, okay? So just kind of put that in your back pocket, I guess, and understand that I, I take it from January 
just you know the 12 months of the year, uh, but other people do it a little bit differently. But with that said, that is your immediate energy that you're really, really experiencing individually. Now let's pull it up a little bit uh, farther above here. And we have a universal year, very simple to, uh, to do that calculation. You just take the year and you, you reduce it to one digit number. So let's talk about 2022, which was two plus zero plus two plus two is a six. We won't talk about it much, but we will use that as an example. And then if we're moving into 2023, um, it logically it is a seven and yet we'll do the math two plus zero plus two plus three equals seven. Okay, so what does that mean actually to me is the way to differentiate it is that this is what uh, kind of the vibe the uh, the energy the energy is uh, that will show up for all of us globally universally and the way i i look at that is that this is something that is more um it does affect all of us because we're all a, a connected community and yet it's 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 what i like to put into to perspective it's more like what's happening politically how how politics are shaking out uh how uh, how we're dealing with climate stuff, how we're dealing with war and aggression, how we're dealing with civil rights, uh, all kinds of rights, you know, how, how the, how we're dealing with the, um, with fine, with the financial world, all with the economy, all of those things really kind of show up uh, to, to be reflected upon, in my opinion, with that personal, uh, excuse me, the universal year. So we're bridging into a seven and you can again apply the same thing to the seven universal year as you do with the seven personal year so it is a pause time it is a time for reflection it is a time for all of us globally as a global community where we're going to be looking if we choose to at our demons at our shadows at our at the way in which we um be, become or, or perceive ourselves as victims. And it's asking us, calling us into our true nature, our true spiritual uh, selves, and having more of this um, transition into a higher evolved sort of um, what uh, mindset and practice. And so it can be painful. Uh, it can feel frustrating or depressing or whatever you want to, to whatever words you want to put around that, uh, because oftentimes also this can show up again in numerology. We're always dealing with the, you know, the, the, the optimal and then the opposing forces, whether they're either uh, overactive or underactive elements to that. I would say the uh, opposing force here for the universal energy is to just be as superficial as humanly possible. To be very self-indulgent, self-centered, all about me, you know, and, uh, and all about the gossip, all about the superficiality, all about the, what we're buying, what we're, you know, what we have 
rather than really the deeper, the deeper level of connection and um, spiritual evolution that we might, that we all need to go through. That's a pretty basic way of thinking about it. But um, I think that it's going to be a very interesting year for all of us globally to really um, get down and dirty with, with that. And because it, it is allowing the process and the digestion, it is a very slow energy because it's like a slow drip of process, 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 and digestion, and then seeking out more information and then processing it some more, analyzing it, and then tapping into the, uh, into the unknown and the unseen. And yeah. seeing how they can uh, be become like a little fluid, you know, dance partners, which they can. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you as a seven know that that's possible. You're a very woo person and a very grounded person. You're a very real person, and then you're, you know, you you have this perception of the the beauty of that kind of duality. Other people would say that that kind of duality is impossible to manage. Well. I would say someone like you would say, no, no, it's not. Definitely not. Yeah. That's actually what it's all about. Um, So I I feel that um, it will be an interesting year, but it's not going to be anything zippy. Yeah. Amazing. Which makes a lot of sense too, just given the fact that everything that, you know, is currently going on in the world and all of that. So um, I'm just, I want to put this, this story together to kind of wrap this up for everybody at the end. So we take these three numbers that we have. So we're going into 2023. It's January. I'm going to say 19th. Cause I think that's when the human design new year is. And I think so many people are like, man, I didn't feel anything until end of the month in January. Like then I really like felt this fresh energy come alive in me. So, um, I think it's the 19th. It might be a different date, but anyways, so we're looking at Next year, we cross the threshold. Your life path number is going to give you these sort of themes that are with you all of the time, right? Correct. Yes. Lifelong. Lifelong. The personal year number is just going to be a theme for the year that they're going to be going through for the full year. Most intense around their birthday starts to shift around September. Exactly. And then the, the universal year is the overview of what the entire global community of the world, the collective is going through. Correct. Absolutely. Okay. Amazing. You got it. Yay. A plus for me. Okay. So gold, gold um, star, gold star. 111% cause I love <laughs> that number. Um, okay. So I'm going to link all of your information underneath this podcast today. So people can Go on your website and calculate their universal or their personal year as well as their life path number. Um, And again, I just, I really recommend if this is calling to you to grab your report for the year um, because what we're going to be doing next year is every month, somewhere around the first of the month, it might be like the 28th of the month, uh, whatever that Monday is, it's going to go out before the first of the month. So, or on it. Um, We're going to be diving into what each month is going to be like for each of the personal years. So if you're in a personal year one, 
every first ish of the month, you're going to Felicia's going to come on and talk about what that month means for you. So we're going to take a look at the month of head. So, um, and we're going to do that for all of the life path numbers, not just the one. So I definitely recommend if you want to go and get your report, they're really in depth and sometimes freaky weird how accurate they are. Um, and you can stick with us next year as well and just come, come along and we're going to be talking about all these things. So I'm excited. It's going to be I fun. Am, I am out really excited. So um, get ready. Yeah. Get, get ready. ready. Amazing. So you can find, and also you can find her website, FeliciaBender.com, a, a lot of other resources as well. So thanks for being here with me today. We'll see you back here. I guess we'll, Felicia and I will be back here right around the first of the year. Next, next month. So to be continued. To be continued. Make it a great day, everybody. Hey, hey, thanks so much for being here and listening to this episode of the Waking Up With Jess podcast. If you liked today's episode, I'm gonna ask you to do one of three things. Number one, leave a rating. Number two, leave a review. And number three, if you think it could help a friend out in need, go ahead and send it to them. I greatly appreciate your support when you rate the podcast or leave a review. It helps other awesome and amazing listeners such as yourself find the podcast. And I love people and I love friends and I love people's friends. So being able to spread the love through your network is another really great way to support people and to support the show. All right, y'all make it a great day. And I will see you back here on the next episode of the waking up with Jess podcast. <laughs>